Welcome back to A Double Shot of Branding. Today, Caden and I are going to be chatting about how to create a flexible service offering suite for your dream client. Um, so this is mostly going to be geared towards designers, but would be applicable to any type of business if you are a service provider. Coming up with a service offering suite is arguably the hardest part of running your own business because it takes so much trial and error and figuring out what our clients actually want from us. So today we're going to be diving into some tips for figuring out your own perfect service offering suite. And just want to kind of preface this, that, that this is going to be probably like years in the making for some people, like personally myself that has been in business full-time since 2019, I have updated my service offering suite like every six months that I've been in business just based off of feedback that I've gotten and like the new direction that I want my business to head in um, at that period of time. So this is definitely something that you uh, want to be analyzing as often as possible to make sure that you're coming up with the best offering suite for your ideal client at that time. And it changes so often because your ideal client typically is changing over time. Um, the more that you grow the business, the different types of people that you're going to start attracting um, throughout the years that you've been in business. Definitely. We have a few episodes where we really talk about, and you can either have those packages set up so people can build on top of them, or you can have set packages that allow people to remove items as well. This method has definitely worked out the best for me is to be able to like make my package offerings more flexible um, towards the individual. Uh, years ago, I had like set packages. This is what you get when you work with me. And I've kind of moved away from that model into allowing people to tell me what they need on consult calls and then kind of tailoring the package for them and saying like, these are all customizable to what you need in your business at this time and like meeting the person where they're at. Yeah. Usually that comes down to budget when you're taking stuff away. So when you're setting up the packages, um, an easy example would be social media templates in your package. That would be something that could be easily taken away to, you know, if the client's budget doesn't fit. So kind of in your head, you know, you don't have to like list all the stuff out to your client, but um, figure out what little groups of things could be taken away to, you know, fit your client's budget or again, added to, but the taking away thing is probably a really good point too. Cause I know that we get a lot of clients are like, well, I really want to do this, but you know, my budget's this. So, um, we always recommend never just lowering your budget or lowering your price point for a service, but just taking away certain, you know, deliverables of it so that you both, so it's like a fair trade for both of you. I have in my brand package, like the bigger one that includes social media graphics and marketing collateral. And personally, I'm like, yeah, everybody should have this in a branding package. Like I want people to have all of these essentials moving forward. Um, but then, you know, I was getting, I was getting a little bit of pushback on, I don't really think that a marketing collateral piece is applicable to me. Like, I don't, I think I can design one myself or I don't need one at this time or whatever. And so that kind of allowed me to think, okay, I can allow people to take this away and that can lower the price for them. And then also get rid of something that they don't need. Anything that you like could remove, I think um, would be great for the client, but 
you know, also setting boundaries of like, this is what I think somebody definitely needs at a bare minimum and sticking to that with your pricing as well. Yeah, for sure. Because um, when you're first starting out, you might go ahead and take on, you know, like for us, that would be like single logos. People are like, I just need one logo. I just need one logo. Well, that gets hard and it's not always like profitable or worthy of your time when somebody just needs like this one aspect. Um, so then I know I did, at least I kind of got into like a set mind, like this is my package. Um, if you don't want all of it, then it's all or nothing. But I would still have those individual increase um, inquiries for just, you know, like a single logo or maybe just not the full thing. So what I do is I just don't list them on my website. I list my full packages on my website, but if somebody, you know, reaches out and I really, you know, want to work with them or I have extra time or something, then I'll be like, okay, this is my price for like just a logo or whatever, but I don't advertise it. But the thing that I think uh, Michelle does a really good job of is just being really flexible. Cause I think there was a wave where every like coach and person was telling people to like stick exactly to their package. And like, if they don't want the whole thing, then you just don't work with them. They're not your ideal client. Reality is, is, you know, we're all entrepreneurs, creative people and, you know, income ebbs and flows. And sometimes you might have to take just, you know, a single logo or something to get by getting out of that, like rigid mindset, but within like parameters too, like give yourself some, some boundaries. I think when you're out of that beginner stage of business starting to raise your prices, it's like, I need to stick to my guns and know what I'm worth and charge what I'm worth and stick with this set package that I have in my mind. Um, but it's okay to be flexible with clients that come along who you think could be a good fit, but maybe not exactly fit into that like perfect brand package mold um, that you have created for a majority of your clients. I have done stuff like this, like all the time throughout the last few years, I'm actually doing a project like this right now. Um, the person only wants a primary and secondary logo, which is like not in the two packages that I mainly offer when I hop on a consult calls. Um, so, I mean, it's up to you. Like you don't have to stick to these packages that you've created. You can edit them for specific people. You can run your business how you want to, and you don't have to have everything listed out for that client to physically see via a proposal or a PDF, like you can have a secret menu, um, of things that you're willing to offer people. Just make sure that you have like prices and information kind of written out on the side for your, for your eyes only so that you have, um, info to give people if you are wanting to offer that. So when somebody says like, well, what would be the price for just a primary logo? Like you have that price in your head already. If you are going to be willing to offer that to somebody. Yeah. Cause that's the hardest thing is we put on the spot about pricing. Cause a lot of people, I mean, at least me, I like to think about it. Um, if I don't have it, if it's not something, you know, that I normally do, I'm like, well, let me, you know, think about it. Let me see how much time it's going to take, what the cost is going to be, the value. And so, um, yeah, getting put on the spot can be very hard. So if you already have like a, a set little list that you can refer back to real quickly and have a set price in your mind, you can, you know, give them an answer right away. Yeah. Instead of having to get back to them and, you know, take a more time mm -hmm. for them. To yeah. Yeah. Pricing is just so hard. <laughs> so go, 
Yeah. So like come up with ideas of what you can. And then if somebody asks you something that you've never been asked before, you obviously can say on the call, like, okay, I need to figure out what the pricing is going to be for that. I'll get back to you after um, we hang up and can send you over some more information tomorrow or whatever. Um, Speaking of pricing, I also think we need to throw in there to try to avoid um, doing like hourly like quoting everything at like an hourly rate, just quote as like, this is the cost for it. Because when it, when you get down to hourly, it's just inevitable that the client is going to, you know, nitpick um, the amount of time that it takes to do something. And they don't understand maybe how long something actually does take. And then when you're, when you present it as an hourly fee like that, it kind of, it makes it hard to charge, you know, what you're worth because you get bogged down. <laughs> beat down from the client. And then you end up, you know, say it took you four hours, but then, you know, the client gives you pushback and stuff. So then you just say, okay. And only end up putting like two hours on there. But if you just give them like a one set price, there's no, there's no room for arguing about, you know, how much time it takes. Um, I actually disagree a little bit. I do hourly rates a lot for a lot of people, um, but mostly it's people that I've already worked with in the past. Like I did a branding project with them and they're coming back to do more stuff with me and then I'll charge them an hourly rate. Um, so I know and trust that person and know that they're going to like actually like yeah. realize how much time it's going to take to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've definitely had successful uh, projects where I've ch- where I have charged hourly and it kind of protects me as well, because there are a lot of times where I think a project's only going to take three or four hours. And then there are multiple rounds of revisions with the client. And then it ends up taking five or six hours instead. So I definitely want to be charged for that extra time that I didn't think was going to be there. Yeah. I mean, up to you, but I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, no, I have one too. And I usually use it for clients that I've worked with in the past. But if clients are, if somebody's reaching out to me for like the first time, I'm usually not really giving them like an hourly estimate, Mm -hmm. like the package price. Um, But yeah, no, when you get into the, the murky waters of like revision, multiple revisions and, you know, stuff that is like very hard to estimate how long it's actually going to take you, um, hourly is definitely the way to go. But in my experience, I also have a lot of pushback with hourly at the, you know, like at the end when they didn't, maybe you tell them, you know, it's going to take between this range. And then when it ends up being like the higher range, it's always like, they kind of question a little bit. Yeah. of, Of hourly work just in general. If you want to avoid giving hourly quotes too, you can just start time tracking everything that you're doing in your business. Um, use like ClickUp or Dubsado or whatever and time track like every single thing that you're doing throughout the day so that you can give a more accurate estimate to somebody in the future. So every time you're doing a website, every time you're building a business card, like whatever, um, start time tracking and you'll notice trends in everything that you're working on. So I know personally a business card is going to take me like 30 minutes to design, maybe max one hour. Um, so then I don't have to tell people an hourly rate for a business card. I'll just say like, okay, I'm going to charge you this amount for a business mm-hmm. card because I know that yeah. it's going to take me less than an hour. Yeah, that's that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, so also a good 
thing to do when you're trying to figure out your service offer offering suite is to analyze like what you're currently offering and use your potential clients and your past clients to help you do this. So analyzing consult calls with those people that didn't end up booking with you. Um, this is something I started doing recently for people that went another direction is emailing them back and asking if they wouldn't mind telling me why they didn't book with me so that I can fix my service offering suite or analyze maybe the price didn't meet, meet the value of what I was offering in this package for them so that I can better um, improve my business. And like, it's there's no shame in me saying this like four years in that I still get people saying no and still getting improve, ways to improve what I'm offering people. So it's always a work in progress, like I mentioned. Um, and then asking previous clients for their input on why they chose the package that they did choose um, to work with you. And like, maybe you offered them two or three and they chose one, they worked with you, maybe get their feedback on why they didn't choose the other two if they were um, like higher offering packages. Like maybe they simply chose the lowest one based off of price. Um, but how could you have made those other two packages that were higher pricing more attractive to them so that they were, so that they could like flex their budgets a little more? Definitely. So yeah, basically just review all of your packages and constantly work on reaching out to clients past and clients that don't book. And it's just ever evolving, like everything with a business, it's always changing and it's always can be better and can be improved on. For sure, but it's key to just stay flexible. Maybe not be so rigid in you know your offerings because you can miss out on a lot of income if you aren't willing to compromise just a little bit. Yeah, and you can always test out your new package offerings to new console calls as well. Like if you're if you're thinking, I want to offer this in my package, but I don't know how this is going to work, like if it's going to be successful or not, you can always just test that out. Your next like two or three console calls that you have, did anybody book this new package that you created or not? If not, like there's probably something that needs to be tweaking there. Um, so you don't really necessarily have to say like, I'm creating this new package and I'm going to stick with it for three months. Like you can tweak it like two weeks later if it's not working for you. Um, it's always meant to be a work in progress. Oh, and the last idea that I had was to work with a copywriter. If you are really having trouble with any of this um, and you're not booking, I would just suggest hiring somebody to um, really write out on paper the value of what you're offering so that clients can understand. Um, don't, don't underestimate the value of hiring a copywriter because if you're like me, a designer, you're probably really not that great at writing copies. So you probably need help. <laughs> oh, sorry. I lost my train of thought. Um, okay. I'll just wrap up. <laughs> um, lastly, remember that every service provider, even in the same industry as you is going to have offers that will work for them and not for you. So it's really important to not compare yourself to competitors and to really lean in on your clients and your potential clients for help in figuring out your specific service offering suite. Don't get in that little hamster wheel of 
testing out what other people are offering. Like don't go to other designers websites and say, Oh, they're offering this package. Like, let me try this out on my website. Think about like, what's actually, what do you actually want to offer your clients? What it's going to be enjoyable for you and what has worked in the past and what is going to work for any new clients that you want. And just stay in your lane. You're going to be the most successful when you keep your head down, stay in your lane, come up with your own ideas and don't copy others. Definitely. And staying, um, within your like level too. Cause sometimes I know when I was first starting out, I would look at all these other designers and be like, Oh my gosh, they're offering like all of this stuff. And then, so I would try to do that. And I wasn't ready to deliver that much stuff. Like I wasn't as, um, experienced. So sometimes, you know, people, people's packages are different because they're at, you know, a later stage in their business than you. And maybe you aren't ready to, you know, offer that specific thing. So yeah, definitely just stay in your lane. Do you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of a double shot of branding. We will see you next time.